Alrighty, so I've got it started now. Okay. Alright, so ready. I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions about your time in the military during the Vietnam War, um, what it was like for you during and then right before and after you left, and how it's okay. affected you now. So, uh, okay. why and when did you join the military? Uh, the reason I joined the military was, I, I'd been thinking about it for a while. Uh, they used to have a program called the Buddy Plan, and uh, you could join with a friend and uh, and spin and do your military tour with your friend. Oh. So that sounded to me another friend of mine were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Can't go to, we had plans of going to Europe to drive tank, tanks. But <laughs> um, I, uh, I took the physical and was one pound, two pounds, I think, underweight. So uh, that was when they had the lottery. So uh-huh. I had to, they told me to come back in six months or something. So I um, was going to do that, but I got, um, I was at a Who concert in December of 1971 mm-hmm. at the Coliseum, and I uh, got arrested for having weed. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Smoking smoke, smoke weed and the, um, <laughs> Uh, concert and uh, you know I had uh, a fair amount on me I did not intend to distribute it but I had more than what they said was for personal use so I was potentially looking at uh, getting arrested for you know distribution oh my goodness wow <laughs> so so um, uh, Diane was wor- your sister, uh, your aunt Diane was working at a hardware store, and there was a Navy recruiter that worked there with her part time mm-hmm. as a second job, and um, so she kind of told him the deal, and uh, he said that he could make it happen. So I went down and talked to him the next day, I think, and uh, uh, about two days later, I was in the Navy. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> And, That's a uh, crazy story. But, you know, I, I wasn't totally against it. I, uh, uh, I, like I said, I, I thought about joining the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I was in uh, boot camp and, you know, getting ready to get out. And I start thinking about where they're going to, what school they're going to send you. And they were going to send me to a signalman school, which... Uh, Yep. It's where you stand on a ship with flags and, and sort of wave them in certain ways to transmit messages. Mm-hmm. There's no, no application at all in the civilian world. Yeah. And I really didn't want to do it. But, it, uh, and so I was going to go there. But then they called me in a week or two later and said, oh, we found out you were arrested in Denver. Uh, we're not going to kick you out of the military, but we are going to take away your security plans. So I said, okay. So then they said, we're going to send me to uh, to Memphis, Tennessee, and learn now to be an aircraft support equipment electrician. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I said, that sounds even better. <laughs> so it worked out, that worked out great for me. And then when I was in, in Memphis, I... Uh, Got the top grades in my class, so I got first pick of the orders. And nice. My first pick was, was Thailand. So, so you, you know, basically just I, went from, like, the bottom to the top. 
Oh, and uh, also, you know, I got busted for for weed, and then they sent me to Thailand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which is like the back then was the weed capital of the world. Oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, um, Thai stick used to be referred to as, as the premium, most you know, ultimate weed. Anyhow, <laughs> so um, I was uh, in the military for. Two and a half years, and here at Thailand, rather, for two and a half years, I was in the military until about four, and uh, uh, served over there, and then I was on board the USS Saratoga for one year in the Mediterranean. Very, very interesting. I did not know this. <laughs> I, I told you there was going to be some revelations. <laughs> All right. Um, what was, like, the most memorable, memorable thing or story that you remember during your time served? Uh, I, that would be go through the thing and the flying a mission in Thailand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my most memorable. Are you ready? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 You're good. Okay. Uh, my most memorable, uh, or t- I had two memorable issues when I was in the military. One was I got to fly uh, uh, combat missions over North Vietnam in a P3 uh, during Operation Linebacker Two, and there was flying in a big patrol plane. I had a bubble window on the side that I could stick my head out and sort of see forward and see the ships coming up. Mm-hmm. And we would we were about 50 feet off the uh, water, and we would fly up to these ships and then roll over a little bit, <clears throat> take pictures of them, find out, uh, identify the ships, and try to figure out what they were carrying. Uh, and that was to allow us to hostile fire pay and uh, not have to pay income taxes. There was only 30 people in our, our Navy unit. And we had an agreement with the squadrons when they would rotate through the fly everybody once a month to uh, make it financially beneficial for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. And then um, uh, the second memorable issue was when I got assigned to the aircraft carrier USS Saratoga. I had to fly out to it because it was already deployed in the Mediterranean. And so uh, I was in this cargo plane where you sit backwards in this kind of plane that you're a passenger. Mm -hmm. And uh, didn't really have much of a window at all. And I felt the plane, you know, land and get arrested and the taxi for a minute. And then the cargo hatch in the back drops down and they said, okay, everybody out. And I hopped out onto the flight deck and, um, I didn't have any air protection on it. And right at that moment, there was a, an F-4 Phantom, which is a jet fighter, uh, had to make a go-around from an attempted landing uh-huh. on the carrier. So he had full afterburners <laughs> going. So it was very, very loud. Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. And I was walking along the flight deck, and this jet fighter flew by about 50 feet over my head with full afterburner and just almost knocked me over. Yeah. Anyhow, I remember that, too. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, it was uh, stuck with me. All right. Uh, what did people say to you, slash, like, how did people react uh, before you left for the Navy? Uh, it was kind of weird because, you know, people were kind of divided into the, the pro-government mm-hmm. and the anti-government. That is... Uh, anti 
Vietnam War, I guess would be a more appropriate way to put it, and then people that supported the government. I wouldn't say they were even pro-war, but they supported the government. Yeah. And, and then people that didn't like the war. I, I remember marching in a, in a peace parade uh, down in downtown Denver uh, before I enlisted, <laughs> or before you know, I went in. Mm-hmm. And um, there were construction workers, you know, flipping us off and stuff like that. Um, and uh, def- you were either definitely in one camp or the other. But I always, always kind of had mixed feelings because I didn't like the war, but uh, uh, but like wanted to, support you know, your country. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That makes complete sense. Um, which, like, kind of brings me to my next question, which is, uh, did you agree with, like, the U.S. getting involved with something that was in what some called an unwinnable war? Yeah, um, I didn't, you know, didn't really realize it at the time that it was kind of unwinnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seemed like, uh, if we tried harder, but... We weren't ever really allowed to just go in and, and like, uh, General Curtis LeMation uh, bomb them back into the Stone Age. <laughs> Which, you know, the United States could have, but uh, I had to fight them with uh, one hand tied behind your back. Yeah. All right, this one's about to... Dexter. This one's about to end, so I'm going to start a new one. Next one is started. And okay, what's the next question? Uh, do you remember uh, when you returned home from war? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I didn't really... Uh, I was in Thailand, and then I came back for, I think, one week... Mm-hmm. and then went on to the aircraft carrier. So did you want to know about when I came back from Thailand for that week or like when I got out of the Navy? Uh, when you when you left the Navy. Um, okay. Um, I, I'd been on the Saratoga and we came back to Mayport, Florida after a while and uh, in the last couple months I was in the, actually I got out a couple months earlier than I was supposed to so I could start college at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I could start in September. Yeah. I was still on leave when I started college and then I had to go back and actually get out. But anyhow, uh, when I got back, uh, you want to kind of know what the reaction of everybody else was? Is that I- yeah, but before I get to that, um, uh, so in January of 73, Nixon gave a speech saying, like, telling Americans that troops would start returning home, but all of them didn't return home till about two years later. And so I was just wondering if that gave you, like, if you had heard about that while you were deployed, and if it gave you any sort of false sense yeah, of I hope. Th- I was in Thailand for a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. I was in Thailand when they declared, you know, the ceasefire and they were going to quit doing the B-52 raids. Did you think um, you I were going to return home right after that, or were you planning on staying? 
Uh, I knew I still had an enlistment, so if I was leaving Southeast Asia, I knew I was going to still be in the Navy someplace for a while. Okay, okay. And then, uh, how did people react towards you once you once you got back home? Uh, it was pretty much indifference by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, like I said, I was still in Thailand when they had the ceasefire, and, and then two years after that I was about when I went out on the Saratoga. So I was, as I recall, back didn't get back to, you know, being a civilian until after the fall of Saigon. Yeah. So, you know, everything was completely over by the time I got back. And, uh, so you didn't really you know, get there, there the butt Nobody said, yeah. good job or anything like that. <laughs> nobody said, oh, you're a baby killer, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But most people just uh, were... Uh, it's kind of like whatever. It yeah, it wasn't a, an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you suffer from any PTSD from the war? No, not at all. I had a wonderful time over there. I mean, you know, I felt kind of guilty about having such a good time when uh, <laughs> there was other people having such a bad time. Mm-hmm. But uh, my time was fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I went out and partied every night, at, you know, in Thailand, and uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really crazy to hear. I have never heard anybody refer to their uh, time in the military as wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was fantastic, gee, so I was living like a king over there. Oh, yeah, I bet, I bet. Uh, so inexpensive. I, you know, I had a nice place in Patio, which is a a resort now. It's, you know, beautiful beaches. Mm-hmm. At a a place with a causeway, you know, a dock that went out to the house. The house was built on stilts over the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could jump off the back porch into the water. <laughs> of course. Uh, the toilet also dumped into the water. Oh, yes, I remember you telling me about that, just like a hole in the floor. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it was a lot of good times. I had a, a Chevy truck over there that I bought off an Air Force doctor and had a good time. Awesome. I have to end this next one as well. One second. All right, I've got my final question for you. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a three-parter. Uh, once you left the military, what sort of compensation was provided? What did you actually end up utilizing? And is there anything you still use to this day? Uh, you know, I had a, a GI Bill, and and plus I got free tuition at CU mm-hmm. when I went because yeah. I was a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. So I got that. I got about. 600 bucks a month from the VA for going to school. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, mm-hmm. then I also used the VA home loan guarantee thing, which really wasn't that good of a deal, but uh, I ended up using it anyhow. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I might have been better off doing just not using it, but <laughs> anyhow, I, I did use that. 
and so you could say I benefited from it from, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's that's what I benefit from today. Uh, I know your mom gets a discount from Verizon because I was a veteran. Oh, yeah. I had to give her a copy of my DD-214, which is the paperwork that you get that they say they, they won't ever give you not a copy of, but uh, you can use it to prove that you were in the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, i got to admit, the education that I got in the Navy was much more beneficial for me than uh, my CU education, even as working with an electrical engineer. So, there's a lot more practical application of the stuff I did. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I eat that benefit uh, all through my life. <laughs> yes. And I was, uh, uh, thanks, sir. Well, awesome. Alrighty. I think that I'm going to end it there. Uh, thank you, Dad, for coming and sure. talking to me about your time in the war. And My pleasure. <laughs> hopefully earning me a decent grade. <laughs> Alrighty.